Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 214 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles that you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were AEW Fight Forever and Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. The games coming out this week include Echo Blade, Guilt, City Limits, Scarf, Full Quiet, and Safari Pinball. Some new games with gold for July 2023 are now available and or coming soon. They include the following from Xbox One, Darkwood, available from July 1st to the 31st, and Xbox One's When the Past Was Around, available from July 16th to August 15th. Now to last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, 12 surprising reveals from the Xbox FTC trial. Logan Plant at IGN writes, The Microsoft FTC trial is a wrap, and while we don't have a ruling yet, we learned a lot of inside industry information that is not usually available to the public. From drama surrounding the exclusivity of Starfield and other Bethesda titles, to the cost of producing huge AAA games like The Last of Us Part 2, there were plenty of bombshell reveals from this week's court battle. Here are 12 big things we learned from the Xbox FTC hearing. Xbox admits it lost the console wars. The entire Activision Xbox Blizzard saga has been filled with both Microsoft and Sony downplaying their respective achievements to appear as meek as possible to regulators. The FTC hearing was no exception as the week kicked off with news of Microsoft claiming Xbox has officially, quote, lost the console wars, end quote. Microsoft claimed its original Xbox was crushed by Sony and Nintendo when it entered the market in 2001, and the company said it's been losing the console wars ever since. Citing numbers from 2021, Microsoft said Xbox held a 16% share of the console video game market. Xbox's Phil Spencer also said a piece on the console wars, calling it a social construct within the community during its testimony. 2. Microsoft says next-gen could start in 2028. Years of hardware shortages and a slew of cross-generation game releases can make it feel like this console generation just started. But the reality is that we're creeping up on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S third birthday parties. In court documents reviewed by IGN, Microsoft is expecting the next generation, meaning the PlayStation 6 and Xbox Series X and S successor, to begin in 2028. If Microsoft's projection remains accurate, that means we're just a year and a half away from the halfway point of this current generation. 2028 places the PS5 and Xbox Series on an 8-year cycle, which is one year longer than the PS4 and Xbox One, roughly the same length as the Xbox 360 and PS3 generation. 3. Microsoft wanted to scoop up Bungie, Sega, Square Enix, Zynga, and more. The last few years have seen the gaming industry's biggest players go on an acquisition spree. We've seen Sony acquire Bungie, Microsoft acquire Bethesda, and a lot more. But in court documents, we've learned that Microsoft had plans for some big-name transactions that didn't end up happening. Namely, Microsoft had conversations about acquiring Sega, Square Enix, Zynga, and even Bungie before Sony bought them. But Microsoft's ambitions went well beyond these big players. Internal documents reveal a list of 100 developers Microsoft considered at one point, before narrowing it down to 8 final candidates. The list include Hades developer Supergiant, Pokemon Goes Niantic, IO Interactive, and more. 4. AAA Sony games cost $200 million plus to produce. We've always known modern AAA video games cost a ton of money to make, but now we know just how expensive some of these games are. In a poorly redacted document submitted by Sony Interactive Entertainment, we learned The Last of Us Part II cost $220 million to develop, while Horizon Forbidden West cost $212 million. 
In the document, PlayStation said the costs are justified because AAA games, quote, create deep and ongoing engagement with players, end quote. These costs give more context to recent comments from Xbox Game Studios' Matt Booty, who said big-budget AAA games cost a half a decade or more to make and failure could potentially ruin the studio. 5. Call of Duty is in fact worth a lot of money Unsurprisingly, Call of Duty was at the center of almost the entire courtroom battle over the last week. Activision's biggest asset came up repeatedly with the FTC raising concerns about exclusivity or the potential of Activision releasing a worse version of Call of Duty on PlayStation. Call of Duty's impact makes sense, given the same poorly redacted document from Sony revealed that Call of Duty generated over $800 million for PlayStation in the United States alone in 2021. From Phil Spencer testifying under oath that Xbox will keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, to claims that Activision CEO Bobby Kotick threatened to pull Call of Duty from Xbox unless Microsoft granted Activision a higher revenue share. We sure learned a lot about the value of the franchise to both Sony and Microsoft. 6. Jim Ryan doesn't think Starfield's exclusivity is anti-competitive and says PlayStation will be fine. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan made it very clear that he's not a fan of Starfield's Xbox exclusivity. That being said, he admitted he doesn't think it's anti-competitive. Publicly, PlayStation has been the biggest opponent of the Microsoft Activision merger, but privately it's a bit of a different story. In an email sent after Microsoft announced its intent to acquire Activision Blizzard, Ryan wrote, quote, I'm pretty sure we will continue to see Call of Duty on PlayStation for many years to come, end quote, expressing that PlayStation would be more than okay if the transaction was approved. 7. Starfield almost skipped Xbox entirely Starfield is coming out this September as an Xbox exclusive, but that wasn't always going to be the case. Xbox boss Phil Spencer confirmed that Starfield was potentially going to skip Xbox entirely prior to Microsoft's acquisition of ZeniMax. Xbox was worried about losing out on Starfield following PlayStation's exclusivity deals for Bethesda games like Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop. Spencer said Microsoft had to secure content for Xbox to quote, remain viable in the business, end quote. Xbox did so by acquiring ZeniMax altogether, locking down Starfield as an Xbox exclusive. 8. Drama surrounding Bethesda exclusivity, Indiana Jones, Elder Scrolls, and more. The FTC tried to prove that Xbox's treatment of ZeniMax games could demonstrate how the company will handle exclusivity when it comes to Activision Blizzard games. One piece of evidence used was a chat exchange between Xbox's Tim Stewart and Matt Booty. The chat log focused on a November 2021 meeting where Phil Spencer apparently decided to make all future Bethesda games Xbox exclusives, not just new IP. Exclusives came up in a number of different ways during the hearing, specifically in regards to ZeniMax Studios. We learned that Machine Games' upcoming AAA Indiana Jones games was at one point set up to be a multi-platform release before Microsoft's acquisition changed plans. In terms of other future games, Spencer claimed that final decisions on platforms for upcoming Bethesda games, like Obsidian's The Outer Worlds 2, and Bethesda Game Studios' The Elder Scrolls 6 have not been made yet. But with Spencer's apparent decision in mind, it seems like deciding Xbox exclusivity for those titles could be more of a formality than an actual decision at this point. 9. The Elder Scrolls 6 is a long ways off. Speaking of The Elder Scrolls 6, don't expect to play the Skyrim follow-up anytime soon. We already knew The Elder Scrolls 6 was set up to be Bethesda Game Studios' next priority following Starfield, with Fallout 5 coming after The Elder Scrolls 6. But Spencer said the game is still, quote, 5 plus years away, end quote. Five years from now is 2028, which puts us in the window for the next console generation we discussed earlier, so it's entirely possible that the Elder Scrolls 6 could be a cross-generation release, or skip the current generation of consoles entirely. 10. Everyone says they don't like exclusives For all the talk of exclusives, multiple industry figures took the stand and said they aren't a big fan of exclusive games. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella said he has no love for console exclusives, and that Microsoft plays the exclusivity game to stay competitive with market leaders. 
Activision CEO Bobby Kotick agreed, saying making Call of Duty Xbox exclusive isn't in Activision's best interest, and it wouldn't actually be detrimental to the business. Quote, you would alienate over 100 million monthly active players, end quote, Kotick said. Quote, half of them play on phones, but the rest of them play on computer and PlayStation. And you would have a revolt if you were to remove the game from more than one platform. Gamers are very passionate, and so with that kind of investment, time, and effort, you get an enthusiastic, passionate group of people, end quote. 11. Sony's Jim Ryan and Activision's Bobby Kotick had words for Game Pass. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan had strong words for Xbox Game Pass, claiming he, quote, talked to all the publishers and they unanimously do not like Game Pass because it is value destructive, end quote. Ryan also claimed Game Pass is unprofitable for Microsoft. IGN reached out to Xbox for comment, and Xbox pointed out that every Game Pass title announced at this month's Xbox Game Showcase is coming from a creator that's previously worked with a subscription service. And there are multiple examples of publishers in favor of Xbox Game Pass, so it's not entirely clear who exactly Ryan was referring to. We know that Activision's Bobby Kotick doesn't want to see his games on subscription service, as he said, quote, I don't agree with the idea of multi-game subscription service as a business proposition going forward, but we, Activision and Microsoft, can agree to disagree, end quote. 12. Activision CEO Bobby Kotick regrets not supporting Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch is an undeniable smash hit, but that wasn't obvious to everyone when Nintendo was emerging from the Wii U era in 2017. In fact, even Activision's Bobby Kotick underestimated the Nintendo Switch when he saw a prototype for the machine. Now he admits it was a mistake not to develop more software for Switch, and says Activision will consider putting Call of Duty on future Nintendo consoles once they have the specs of the next device. Oh boy, that would have been a whole Xbox and 10 podcast episode with the time we spent on just that one story, but unfortunately, this is the price we have to pay with this ongoing trial. If you're a fan of this podcast, that means you're probably a hardcore fan or a casual fan of the video game industry nonetheless. This is some of the most interesting stuff we've ever heard from the industry because we were not supposed to learn about a lot of these things. Let's go through a couple. We already talked about last week how Xbox admitted to losing the console war, and sure, that's obvious, but what a defeatist attitude to have to admit that, but I guess you do when you're trying to sell this deal. Hearing that the next gen could start in 2028 is exciting, it's going to be one year longer than the Xbox One generation, so it'll be really interesting to see in the next two years, are we going to get a mid-generation upgrade? Time will tell. Going through that long, long list of developers that Microsoft wanted to scoop up isn't surprising given how they were talking. I do firmly believe if this decision and Activision does acquire, Activision Blizzard goes through, Xbox is definitely acquiring Sega next. They have such a great relationship and Xbox needs that bigger Japanese presence. I don't believe you would ever see Sega games go completely exclusive to Xbox, but they need that presence that Game Pass catalog would go a long way. The fact that they were trying to acquire Square Enix, I don't really see how that ever would have worked considering Xbox's presence in Japan, but hey, money talks. The fact that we now know how much The Last of Us Part 2, Horizon Forbidden West costs because people at Sony could not properly redact important information is wild to see. That person is certainly fired who did that, but it's wild to see the true numbers that these games cost. It's crazy. The fact that Call of Duty is worth over 800 million, not surprising, but still staggering to actually see the number. And lastly, I just cannot wait for this to be over. By the time we record our next podcast, we would have the answer to whether or not there's going to be an injunction. We might even learn if Xbox pulls out of the deal or if they're going to be set to acquire Activision Blizzard. Maybe the end is finally in sight. Report back next week. Number two, Annapurna showcases six exciting games coming to Xbox Game Pass. Sean Carrier, True Achievements writes, The Annapurna Interactive Showcase was absolutely packed with Xbox Game Pass announcements, including new game reveals, release dates, and more. Here's a full roundup of all the Game Pass news from the event. 
While Stray coming to Xbox was probably the highlight for many, the Annapurna Interactive Showcase crammed full of Xbox Game Pass news and reveals. While some of these games we already knew about, others were completely new surprises. Cocoon Announced during the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase last year, this world-leaping puzzle adventure game finally got a release date. Cocoon launches on Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One and joins Xbox Game Pass on September 29th. To a T To a T is a 3D narrative adventure game from Katamari Damacy game designer Kita Nakahashi. You will play as a teenager with an odd posture who is trying to live a normal life in a small coastal town, but soon discovers a new ability granted to them by the extraordinary posture, and they start to uncover more about the mysterious lineage. Two of T's come in Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Xbox Game Pass, though no release date was announced. Flock Flock was previously announced at Annapurna's last showcase, but today we were treated to a new gameplay reveal. Flock is coming soon to Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, and Game Pass. Ghostbike Ghostbike is an adventure game that puts you in the shoes of a streetwise kid from Free Hub City on a mission to revive the last of the Ghostbikes, the magical couriers who rode between the world of the living and the world of the dead. In Ghostbike, you will explore a stylized semi-open world, completing challenges at your own pace to repair your bike so you can journey to the afterlife. Ghostbike is coming to Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Game Pass in 2024. Bounty Star The Morose Tale of Graveyard Clem Bounty Star The Morose Tale of Graveyard Clem was also announced at Annapurna Showcase last year. This time, creator and director Ben Ruse talked us through what to expect from the game, showcasing some new gameplay. Bounty Star The Morose Tale of Graveyard Clem launches for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Game Pass in early 2024. Thirsty Suitors Finally, we got a release date for Thirsty Suitors, which was previously confirmed for Game Pass last year. Thirsty Suitors launches for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Game Pass on November 2nd. You have to at least appreciate Annapurna Interactive. I always love their focus on story and games, and just the wacky, artsy style games that they have. Go watch the showcase for the full list of all the games they announce, and it's great to see such an impactful presence for Xbox Game Pass at the showcase. Number 3, Psychonauts 3 isn't coming anytime soon. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, Fans hoping for a Psychonauts 3 reveal shouldn't get their hopes up as franchise creator and Double Fine Productions founder Tim Schafer has said it's not working on it at the moment. Schaefer told Cressup on YouTube that Double Fine is currently in a closed-door stage and isn't ready to talk about what it's working on, but he personally isn't working on a sequel to 2021 Psychonauts 2. Quote, I'm not working on Psychonauts 3, end quote, he said plainly. Quote, we're at kind of the Willy Wonka closed-doors phase, but soon we could open up and cause a lot of harm to a lot of children just like Willy Wonka, end quote. This comes despite what many thought was an obvious Psychonauts 3 tease ahead of the 2023 Xbox Game Showcase, though Schaefer insisted he didn't see it. A Microsoft Twitter account shared a tic-tac-toe board that spelled out Psycho outside of three crosses. Many put this together to tease Psychonauts 3, but the Xbox Game Showcase came and went with no reveal. Psychonauts 2 is a game I need to play. Leading up to the game, I was going through Psychonauts 1 for the first time ever, and I was actually really enjoying my time with it. I just got stuck at the play part of the chapter near the end of the game. I just need to power through that, play that game, and play Psychonauts 2 because it seems to be a very fan-favorite game. Number 4. Datalik is ending all internal development after disastrous Lord of the Ring Golem release. Andy Robinson at VGC writes, German publisher Datalik Entertainment has decided to end all internal development after the troubled launch of Lord of the Rings Golem. All internal projects, including development on another Lord of the Rings title started in 2022, will be stopped and the company will focus on publishing, licensing, sales, and marketing going forward. In a statement to GamesWorshers.de, the publisher described the decision as a difficult turning point, but also a new beginning in the long history of Datalik Entertainment. Datalik confirmed that at least 25 employees are affected. Management said, quote, We value each and every member of our team, and it is important to us that the transition goes as smoothly as possible. 
Therefore, we will support our former employees in finding new opportunities within our network, end quote. Following several delays, co-publishers Nacon and Datalik released Lord of the Rings Gollum in May for consoles and PC, and it was met for unanimously negative reviews. At the time of publishing, Gollum is the lowest rated game of the year on both major aggregation sites, Metacritic and OpenCritic, with The Guardian labeling it a derivative, uninteresting, and fundamentally broken stealth-action adventure that fails to capture anything interesting about Tolkien's fiction. I mean, this isn't surprising. It's really sad for all those who lost that job, but what did you expect when you saw this game? The many, many delays, the horrifying art style, and the fact that it's the lowest rated game of the year just did not set up for future opportunities. And number five, Ubisoft is reportedly working on an Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag remake. George Yang at IGN writes, Ubisoft is reportedly developing a remake of 2013's Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. However, it's apparently in its early stages and won't be complete for a few years. According to Kotaku, a team at Ubisoft Signifor is heavily involved in the remake's development. The Signifor studio is also helping out with evolving Assassin's Creed Ocean technology, as it currently is working on Skull and Bones. In an internal email viewed by Kotaku, the Signifor studio is reportedly forcing its developers to work on Skull and Bones in person at the office instead of remotely. While the studio is seemingly providing breakfast and dinner, it looks like the move is to pressure its developers to work longer hours in order to ship the closed beta that's due in late August. The team working on Skull and Bones also reportedly discussed if it was possible to pivot Skull and Bones into a game that's more like Black Flag. That'd potentially mean adding elements of co-op exploration and hand-to-hand -hand combat instead of just resource gathering mechanics and PvP naval battles. I wanted to highlight this because Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag is one of the cult classic fan favorites of the franchise. I personally never played it, but more power to you for you fans of the Assassin's Creed franchise. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox Institute where we're talking about the Annapurna Showcase. Let's do a little Wikipedia search on Annapurna Interactive. Annapurna Games, LLC, trade name Annapurna Interactive, is an American video game publisher and developer. The company is a division of Annapurna Pictures and was founded in 2016. Notable games published by the company include Donut County, Kentucky Route Zero, Outer Wilds, Sarayanara Wild Hearts, Wadham, What Remains of Edith Finch, Telling Lies, Neon White, and Stray. As I mentioned earlier, I do love all the games that come out of Annapurna Interactive. Even if I haven't played them all, I just like how different they are. And when you see an Annapurna game, you kind of know what it is. My personal favorites are What Remain of Edith Finch and Florence on mobile. If you haven't checked out Florence, go check it out. It takes about, what, maybe an hour? It's a special experience, especially on mobile. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast. Usually in around 10 minutes, but it's the FTC trial. We got a lot to talk about. Your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in typically 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I haven't had too much time to play, but I did check out on my Logitech G Cloud Vampire Survivors. I can easily see this being a new addiction, and it's perfect for that device. Especially with the football season coming up, that's going to be a match made in heaven. I finished Burial at Sea Episode 1, the DLC to Bioshock Infinite. I'm a little lukewarm on it. It was nice going back to Rapture, but the story just hasn't fully pulled me in besides that ending, so I'm excited to play episode 2 to see how it builds off of it. My name is Brandon Rosie. you can follow me on Xbox at Rosie93. Hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.